I just want the artists to enjoy what they're doing and to like what they're doing because I feel like that is when they put in the hard work. Hey everybody, you're listening to the Creative Pep Talk Podcast. This show is about commercial art, making a good living, and making great art. Is it a thing that can actually happen? We're trying to investigate it. We're digging deep. I'm your host, Dr. Pizza. Dr. Andy J. Pizza. I'm not a real doctor, but but I do like pizza. Um, (laughs) Uh... Thanks to, thanks to our syndicate, Illustration Age. You can find the show at illustrationage.com slash creative pep talk. This episode is supported by In The Making, an original podcast brought to you by Adobe Express, the all-in-one content creation app included in your Creative Cloud membership. If you are trying to boost the YouTube, TikTok, Reels content side of what you're doing, one episode of In the Making that I think will be super useful to you is their episode with John Yushai. I think John's method for including his audience in the process is really inspiring. And if you want to hear about that and more about leveling up your game in the creator economy, just search In the Making in your podcast player to listen. Many thanks to In The Making and Adobe Express for their support. I really needed to rehaul my website. I was talking to some web people, looking around, and I got intrigued by Squarespace's new Fluid Engine, partially because it just sounds cool, but also because it allows you to drag and resize and layer up anything you can imagine. I dove in, rebuilt my site, It's the most me site that I've ever had. I just absolutely love it. Launched it, got such a great response. Some industry illustration and designy peers even reached out and was like, hey, who coded this thing, man? I'm like, y'all, I did it by myself. No coding with Squarespace's new Fluid Engine. I told him like, you should go check it out. You're gonna be surprised with what you can do. And I built this thing before Squarespace reached out to sponsor the show. So I was like, boom, easy peasy. I was gonna tell you about this new site anyway. Go check it out, anyjpizza.com if you wanna see what I did with it. If you want to try it yourself, make a site that's totally you where you can build a portfolio, sell content and courses and all kinds of other stuff, head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with promo code PEPTALK, all one word, all uppercase. Remember that? Uh, I think it was '90s movie Mel Gibson. What women want? I actually saw this meme the other day that my friend Roy posted, and it had me thinking about that. And uh, <laughs> and it says, "Here, here's how it reads: Men, women are very hard to read. Women, actually, we just want men. Such complex creatures. Women, if you just lit." Men, so mysterious. And so it's just this conversation where men are sat back 
pontificating about the mystery of the woman. And the women are trying to talk, but they just keep getting interrupted by men. And uh, (laughs) that uh, meme felt a little bit too true to me. It was kind of sad. And, uh, you know, that movie of what women want, like these mysterious creatures, we we couldn't possibly understand what they need. And I thought, you know what? This is kind of like... (laughs) <laughs> these podcasts sometimes, you know, these uh, creativity podcasts, these these podcasts where we're thinking about how do you market yourself as a creative person. We sit back and we think, what did these clients want? They're, these mysterious, how do you get somebody else to pay for the work that you're doing? If we could only figure it out. And I think feel like it's kind of like that Mel Gibson movie. It's kind of like men or, you know, teenage boys sat around talking about, you know, gossiping like, what do they want? We just can't understand. Like, what are they trying to get from us? And so I had this, uh, I had two novel ideas, actually. The first one was Instead of just sitting around and pontificating and and coming up with hypothesis and trying to figure out these complex creatures, I thought, what if we just go ask them what they want? Uh, What about that idea? And so I was at a conference over the summer called Icon. It's an illustration conference, and I had the opportunity to sit down with a few art directors, a.k.a. people who hire artists and photographers and illustrators and designers AKA clients. And just instead of just guessing, I just went straight to the source and asked them, What do you want? What are you looking for? What makes you tick? What are you excited about? Uh, and then I had this other novel idea. This other uh, <laughs> thought was maybe clients, just like women, are people too, right? <laughs> like maybe they have just the needs that people have. And if we think about ourselves, we think about uh, ourselves as artists and people and how we interact with art and what gets us excited about a new band or what gets us a new uh, excited about a new artist. Like maybe if we sat back and thought about those things and thought about how do we interact with artists today? Like where do we find new artists? How does that happen? What's that process look like? Maybe if we sat back and we thought of the people on the other side of these interactions as people too, we could find some insight. And so today, that's what we're going to do. I've got Dr. Pizza's hierarchy of client needs. You might have heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs in psychology. This is even more scientific than that uh, because I... (laughs) (laughs) It's actually not, but it's a combination of two things. It's a combination of Maslow's hierarchy of needs and applying that to these people that are clients. And then also uh, this, the idea of emotional needs and actually first was introduced to this topic through uh, Tony Robbins, uh, Ted talk. (laughs) It's actually super excellent. Uh, It's really, really good. And it's all about what are the basic human needs on a psychological level? And I think there's a lot of really great insight in terms of how we can an- interact with these strange creatures that are clients. Uh, and if we quit thinking of them as strange creatures and realize that they're people on the other end that are looking for great relationships in their business life, 
we might just figure out something. And so that's what we're gonna jump into today. So first, we'll start with the bottom of the pizza pyramid. And <laughs> and uh, yeah, so all right, here we go. Just a quick heads up, this episode features some explicit language. So I think the bottom of the pizza hierarchy pyramid thing is the the crust, if you will, uh, is safety. And I don't think that we think about this enough as creative people. And I, okay, so I'm the first person to say that in order for someone to be creative, they need this the safe space, the margin to really let loose and not worry about what the payoff is going to be. And I, I'm totally down with that. I talk about that all the time on the podcast. But I think at some point, we need to start tapping into this idea. If we want to be uh, creative, if we want to have a creative career, if we want to be commercial artists, people that earn a living for the art that they do, I think at some point, you have to start understanding the value of what you do, understanding what is the return on investment. If someone pays you to uh, make something for them, what is the value that they're taking away? What's the return on investment? Is it a good investment in what you're doing? Actually, I do another podcast called Ask a Freelancer for Cushion. Uh, Cushion is an app for scheduling and forecasting uh, for freelancers. And Dan Mall was on the recent episode and he was talking about value-based pricing, like understanding if you're building someone a website, how much money they're going to make on that website and then valuing and quoting based on how much it's actually worth. And I actually think creatives across the board could do this better. And one of the things that was a big breakthrough for me was understanding that uh, when I started doing my own kind of business, which was creative pep talk, I started realizing like, what could I afford to pay myself to create an illustration to promote this online. And then also started thinking about what is the value of this illustration? Well, the value of the illustration is uh, that it it communicates what the podcast is about, so it brings some clarity. But ultimately, one of the biggest values is its ability to get people's attention versus just a link or a body of text. And I spoke with L.A. Johnson. She is an art director at NPR a little bit about this. When you have um, something that you're, you're choosing to illustrate with whatever, whether it's a photograph or animation or whatever, um, what is the core thing that you're trying to do with that thing? Is it, a, is it communication? Is that like the, the core you're trying to like transfer this thought and feeling to the audience? Um, and that depends on what you use and... It's a lot. It's communication, but it's also engagement. So, I mean, attention. art, attention, and um, and feedback, and interaction. You know, um, just be- because we are like public radio, we really want to engage with our audience. Mm. And so, when I'm when I'm art directing or coming up with imagery for a story, thinking how are people going to share this? How are people going to see this and talk about it and start a conversation around it? Yeah. Um, so that's it's really engagement. 
I started thinking really long and hard about this idea of delivering value and over-delivering value and the return on investment when my friends who had started businesses started hiring me. And I realized that I was taking money out of their business and they were paying me to make illustrations and do uh, you know, projects with them and just realized that I have to make I have to deliver so much value that they earn money on it, that it causes them to earn more money than if they hadn't hired me. And so because these people were my friends, all of a sudden it got personal. And I realized these people are people. And when I make something, it needs to actually generate value. And that's a pretty big proposition. And so I think it comes down to understanding what the value you deliver, and then being really consistent in that so that you can build trust. I think trust is a massive thing when thinking about client relationships. I think it, you know, I think you can build trust in all kinds of different ways, but I think it comes down to what value are you going to deliver on a regular basis. You know, some people think building trust means automatically that it has to be style, that you have to be consistent with your style and deliver that same flavor every single time. But there are plenty of artists out there that deliver uh, a specific type of style that has nothing to do with the aesthetic or the, the veneer. You know, some people build trust by always doing a certain type of conceptual approach and the style actually changes every single image or every single piece. Uh, you know, there's plenty of different ways to deliver consistent value. But I think the point is to understand what's the value of what I'm making. Is it really great at grabbing attention online? Is it really great at provoking emotion? Is it really great to teach people something? These are like core business values that people actually trade money for, like learning something, feeling something. Uh, and, and then ultimately... In a real, you know, I think, uh, I know we get sensitive about our work becoming cheap and becoming quote unquote just content. But I think we're actually at a really great time as people who earn a living with art because as things get incredibly noisy in the world and everybody's overwhelmed, the people that are, that have the ability to make work that really stands out, that really stops people in their tracks, people that, and great artists know how to do that, will become really, really valuable in business. And I actually think that that's a really good thing. And you know, I've been on the other side of the table. Uh, I've helped an organization hire someone to do a brand. And I vouched for these people and they ended up kind of wrecking the situation and it hurt my reputation. And I think that's something you've got to think about. You've got to realize that when someone hires you, they're putting their name and their livelihood on the line. And so figuring out what kind of value you want to deliver and really over-delivering that value so that they can earn a return on it is a massive idea. I spoke with art director Lynn Small. He's the art director of Nautilus magazine. That magazine is absolutely breathtaking. I'm a massive fan. Uh, he, he does lovely, lovely work and, and really art directs that super well. And we talked about uh, we talked about delivering value and, and the idea of 
an image reading quickly and the power of that and how necessary it is right now. We are a website mm -hmm. uh, and, I, I, and that is the primary, primary media that we publish yeah. in and so we do have to have images that read quickly. Yes. And, and there, even when we're, when we're thinking about this curation of an of a art for a story, it has to be there has to be a big theme in it that we know will read quickly. Yes, uh, right. at least and, and something readable. Something readable at, at that first that first entry level, yes. and then and then there can be the texture and, and the and the and the grid that's kind and of the, in, in, and the layers inside of it. But no, I, I I do feel this is a way that things have changed for editorial. Uh, you know, we're we're going to be much more conscientious that people are uh, the short attention span of the web reader is, is you, know, you cannot compete with it. Did you ever go looking for your Christmas presents? Because I did. I hope. <laughs> I hope my mom's not listening to this. I still feel guilty, but yeah, I did a little bit. I don't think we ever found them, though. I think my mom was like an expert uh, hider of Christmas gifts. But, uh, you know, there's this thing we have. We have an actual human need for certainty. And as much as we want to be certain that we're getting that thing we want for Christmas, on Christmas Day, we're going to be disappointed if there isn't also surprise. Because as much as we have that need for certainty, we also have an innate need for surprise. If everything happens the same way every day, we will be miserable. And I think you see this play out with your relationship with clients. Like you do need to build trust. You do need to be able to consistently deliver that thing. But you also need to show up on game day. When you get thrown in and it's time to make work, you don't want to just bring the same old, same old. You also want to push yourself. You want to try something new. You want to surprise. You want to, you know, over deliver. That can look like having extra sketches. That can look like having, uh, uh, you know, trying something totally new on top, you know, deliver the goods, but then say, hey, but I also got inspired and tried this other thing. But I think that clients are always looking for something interesting, something new to keep their day going well to keep their career uh, exciting and also to keep the thing they're working on uh, fresh and inspired. Uh, here's Lynn Small from Nautilus on that. I think that it's changing, and I hope that I don't get settled on something. Oh, okay. uh, I, I actually, uh, I, I think that the the the, the sort of the whole the, the gestalt. Yeah. Forgive yeah. me for using my <laughs> our, my art school word, yeah, but yeah. like you know this idea that like we are all coming together. You know the writers, the the designers, the artists, the, the creators, and and we're trying to make this thing. And and in some way that that thing that is Nautilus is always going to be, you know, it's always going to have this central core. But what I hope is that like, well, storytelling might might need to be nudged a little bit. Maybe we need to do more animation and video. Maybe we need to have more interactivity again. Maybe this story deserves to really have photos, yeah. uh, you know, and, and, and not being afraid that, like, I don't, you know, to, to have a formula 
or, or not being afraid to break a formula. Right. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, evolve it, over time. Yeah. Yeah, because it's it's easy to have that formula, and, and yeah. we, we can we can carve that out quickly and make things work, and we need it. But yeah. but then I, I also want to remember to push it myself. Everyone comes from somewhere. I'm not I'm not right. expecting you know, you know, <laughs> this this out of the blue lightning bolt yeah. of you know Jackson totally Jackson like Pollock. Well, you know, yeah, never, it's never been seen. Yeah. Um, but uh, I. I, what I like to see is that, you know, how, how much they're living in that voice, you know, are, 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 they, are they reliant on the styling that I've seen before, or is there something in the subject matter and the themes and, and maybe just a great idea of something yeah. that I'm just like, oh, this is, what Way is this, you know, it, absolutely, absolutely, uh, a, a narrative twist. Um, a different story than I've been told, and I think uh, the, even that perspective of, of when people can bring something of their own, uh, whether it's a personal history or or just their personal interests that are unique uh, and maybe obscure, mm. and try to bring that out. Yeah. And I'm like, I've never seen this kind of story before, yeah. and I don't know where it's going. I love it. You wouldn't think it, but even pizza gets old if you eat it day after day after day. Sometimes you gotta try something new, some risk. You need to, you know, throw some weird stuff on that pizza and see what happens. Crack an egg on it. Take a risk. Uh, I talked to L.A. Johnson of NPR about that very thing. I think um, not playing it safe mm. is important. What does that look like? Um, it's not getting too comfortable with going back to the same artists all the time or, um, you know, always hiring established artists. Mm. I think it's really important to, especially if someone is a, a fan of, of the publication that, or, you know, company that you work for. Yeah. And they're just so excited. Like, just fucking give them a break. Yeah, come you know? on, it, man. That goes back to being nice, I guess. And do they, do they, does that translate to them doing a good job or, like, at least really trying oh, to? they try so hard. Yeah. So hard. Way harder than some other. Right. More established, honestly, sometimes. But, um... And yeah, you might have to massage them a little bit more, and Coach them maybe their it. communication skills aren't that great yet um, yeah. because they just got out of school or whatever. But you can teach them that because, as an art director, you're also a teacher mm -hmm. in a yeah. way. Um, at least that's how I view my my position, my role there. And you, um, yeah, are, do you? I mean, those risks probably sometimes blow up in your face. Is that? happen yeah yeah <laughs> but some good stuff comes from it sure yeah yeah um yeah they could totally blow up in your face but also the the industry moves so quickly True. that it's really not that big of a deal all right so you had uh, we had safety, certainty, uh, we had surprise. These are the things that we need with these client relationships. But the third thing uh, in our pizza pyramid of needs, we have connection. Like, this isn't just a transaction, it's a relationship. And I think 
for me, that was a massive paradigm shift where I started to think less like, you know, going. They they were coming and buying something from McDonald's, and more like Yay and Jay, uh, <laughs> Watch the Throne collab, Power Rangers, Megazord. Like they're not coming to me to buy something off of me. We're working together. It's a collaboration. We're trying to make something awesome together. Uh, and I think the more that you can transition and think of these people less like bosses or less like uh, someone who is a customer coming to pay you, think of it more like a new friend. And uh, think about it, you know, like dating. Yeah, maybe keep the weird jokes off the first email, maybe not the first date. Like somewhere down the line, start. You know, start introducing yourself, start being yourself, start being a person, because this is not a transaction, it's a relationship. And I think that when I was talking with these art directors, I saw that more and more that they want to enjoy the people that they're working with. They want to not just like the work that you do, they want to like you. They want to get along, they want to be friends. And the work only gets better from there. I sat down with Martin G., an art director at Time Magazine, and he had some fantastic things to say about this. We did a cool thing where we had an excerpt from a book about young girls in America um, growing up with social media, technology, and the first person I thought of was um, Rebecca Mock Mm. because I met her. So the thing is, this is networking too. I met her when we were judging the student Society of Illustrators. We happened to be in that same group of five to judge that day. And I just became a big fan of her work and her as a person. Mm. And I was just immediately just like, oh, wow, I'm a fan. Yeah. And then when the story came up, I go, let's get her. You know? mm. And she was available. And the funny thing is the author of the, of the piece talked about these girls at a mall at Boca Raton. Okay. And, I, and when I gave Rebecca the piece, she goes, I grew up. 15 minutes from there. I'm like, this is even better. Oh, that's amazing. So I, I was telling my editor, like, she's perfect and she's extra dub, doubly two times, yeah. doubly, <laughs> is, that, is that a word? I don't think doubly so. Doubly perfect for yeah. this. For me, it's been helpful to constantly remind myself that this screen that I'm looking at uh, is kind of inhuman and robotic, but the people I'm interacting with on the other side are still real people. In social media, that's been helpful to me. And then also just with emails with clients, just remembering like these people have their own needs, wants, desires, and it's important that I'm kind just as I am when I'm speaking face-to-face to these people. And also remember that, you know, there's a rapport and there's an energy between working alongside somebody and trying to cultivate that with the relationships that you want to continue. Uh, and, and making it an enjoyable process, I think, is really, really essential. L.A. Johnson from NPR talked a little bit about that as well. You don't have to be, but I think you should be a nice person. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. I think you should People undervalue be this. kind. Yeah. And Why? humble. Because oh, there are so many art directors that are just assholes, mm. egotistical, and um, I, don't, I don't think that they... I don't know for sure, but I, it, yeah. I get the sense that um, it's more about them when they're working with artists 
than it is about the message, mm. the communication of an idea. Uh, and that about, to me is problematic. Right. So it's about their like it's about ego them power. or status of it's this power. is my magazine. Yeah, right. it's power. Mm. And there were definitely certain times when I was working on the magazine that, that I was like, I have so much power. <laughs> Drunk on the power. Like, yeah, lording over these poor illustrators. Yeah. And again, Lynn Small from Nautilus. Oh, I, I think that those relationships happen once we've started working together. Right. You know, and I, I don't, I, I would have no expectation of somebody the first time. Yeah. I have hopes and, you know, and certainly I want to, you know, I want to be everybody's, uh, you know, I want to work well with everybody. Yeah. Um, but it, there's just something in the conversation that happens. There, it might just be something in the dialogue or the exchange of ideas or just how quick somebody gets it. Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's something that's intangible and I can't say that I ever know with someone new if, if that's the person who's going to get it. So, at the top of the pyramid uh, of Maslow's hierarchy of needs is self-actualization. And at the top of our pyramid uh, is purpose. I think that a really interesting paradigm shift for me was realizing that this project that I'm working on isn't just about my own fulfillment, it's not just about my artistic vision, but it's, it's also about theirs, is that... I might see this illustration as my thing, but really it's uh, it's a piece of their thing, the thing that they're creating, the, their vision, and what they see as their purpose. Uh, Don Miller of the Story Brand podcast, it's like a marketing podcast, talks about this idea all the time that your customers are the Luke Skywalkers and you're Yoda. You probably heard me talk about that before, and I I see that I see that here on the podcast, like. I don't see creative pep talk as something that's about me. It's about the listeners. And I really do believe that. And I think when you're working uh, with clients, I think shifting your paradigm and realizing like, you're not the star of the show here. It's not just about your purpose. It's also about the thing that uh, they're doing. It's, 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 it's their thing. They're the hero of this journey. And I think if you can position yourself in that way, you're, you're so much more valuable and, and you're so much uh, better able to serve what they're doing. And that is going to get you into such a great relationship in terms of work. You know, this really hit home for me once when I was working on a commercial and I was providing all of these illustrations. And I kind of ended up somehow on a long conversation uh, over the phone with the director of the commercial. And in the whole way through, I'm thinking of like, okay, this is my commercial. This is my art. This is my piece. I'm going to be making all this thing. And then as I was talking with him, I realized this is his commercial. And I'm just a player in the game. And I need to serve his vision because this is the art that he's making. Uh, and it's it's there's a different part uh, to the vision of what he sees this art 
having and, and it's different to what I see. And I need to make sure that I serve that vision if I'm going to be valuable and if this relationship is going to go well. And um, I started to get a little bit more excited about how do we make this something that he's really proud of and excited about. And I think when you realize that, you know, you have you get fulfillment from your work and you have a vision for what you're doing, but you're working with somebody on the other side that sees this project uh, and the thing that you're doing as a piece to a greater whole, to a greater purpose, and that they have their own needs and ideas of what they're trying to accomplish. This was really apparent to me when I sat down with Martin G, who is a senior art director at Time Magazine, and he was talking about some of the really emotional, powerful stories that he got to work on. And it just, it just painted this really crystal clear picture that, you know, if I'm an illustrator or a photographer or somebody working on a project that, you know, on the other side of the computer, on the other side of the table, there's somebody who is just as invested and just as passionate and is making their own piece of work. And that really this is just a, a, a part of a whole and I need to be sensitive to serving that whole. What was a recent thing that Time did that you really were excited about? Oh. I wouldn't say excited, but it was the Orlando shooting. Okay. You know, right. when news when news happens, like my wife and I, my wife is also a, a senior, senior art, art director. director. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of, that could be a topic later. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Carrie, what's up? <laughs> uh, I wasn't excited about it, but I really felt the need to design it. Mm. You know, I think when you're working editorial, which is great. I mean. To back up, my wife and I kind of, we, we started out in newspapers, so we went from city to city. You know, there's, every city has their one, news, one or two newspapers, you know, every city has thousands of design firms, so you go newspaper to newspaper. So when stuff happens, like when David Bowie died, my, my wife emails, my, emails our creative director or design director and goes, I want to design whatever we're doing. Mm-hmm. And she designed the four-page story. So when the Orlando thing happened, it's like well, Friday, late Friday night, I was, I was just a wreck. I think the thing is, I keep track of the news a lot. So all the political stuff, all the shootings, all the police brutality, I am so invested in it yeah. as a person. So it's, it's great to have that job where you have a voice? Something. Yeah. I mean, if I'm not, we're not. You're not supposed to not, editorialize. Yeah, but, we, but at least I feel like I'm doing something that's helping. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I think I tweeted something a few weeks ago saying the photo editor gave me all the photos of the victims, and I just thought, I'm a fucking meltdown on my desk. Like, yeah. Even I'm kind of like tearing up right now yes. thinking about it because it's such a. We're involved. Like we think we have to keep track. Like we're not involved, involved, but we kind of cover it. We kind of present it. So I wanted just to do that, just because I felt I, that's like, like a need, the need I had to take care of, I guess. Mm. So. Yeah.
there's a lot of things that I'm thinking about, but at the end of the day, I'm, I'm just, I just want the artists to enjoy what they're doing and to like what they're doing because I feel like that is when they put in the hard work and that's when you get something really beautiful. Yeah. Something beautiful that tells something very deep. I'd like to thank L.A. Johnson uh, from NPR and Lynn Small from Nautilus, as well as Martin G. of Time Magazine for all being absolutely wonderful and very, very helpful on this journey to figure out what clients want. And I think the thing that I want to walk away from with this is that clients are people too. <laughs> There's people on the other side of that. And I think it's important when you get into business to remember that uh, it's not just about money and transaction. It's about relationships. It's about people. Uh, so thank you guys so much for taking part in this episode. I really, really appreciate it. It was lovely to talk to all three of you. All right, that's another episode in the can. Thank you guys all so much for listening. Thanks for the reviews on iTunes. Hey, if you want to connect with me on Instagram or Twitter, it's at Andy J Pizza. Uh, I'm all over the place uh, with that with that name. Go check it out. Go sign up. Let's be friends. Um, thanks, thanks for listening, guys. And I'll be back next week with more pep in your step. Thanks to our syndicate, Illustration Age. You can find this show at illustrationage.com slash creative pep talk. Thank you to Yoni Wolf and his band Y for our theme music. Thanks to Nate Utash and his band Metavari for all the other tunes. You can find their music at soundcloud.com slash metavari. All right, guys, keep making stuff, keep working at it, and do whatever it takes to stay pepped up. <laughs>